you're listening to the Creative Pep Talk Podcast. This show is about commercial art, making a living, and making great art. Let's explore the possibilities. <laughs> Thanks to the syndicate of the show, Illustration Age. You can find this show at illustrationage.com slash Talk. I'm your host, Andy J. Pizza. You can find my work at andyj.pizza. We live in the future. You can end your websites with dot pizza, uh, or you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Andy J Pizza for all updates related to Creative Pep Talk. Let's get into the episode. I really needed to rehaul my website. I was talking to some web people, looking around, and I got intrigued by Squarespace's new fluid engine, partially because it just sounds cool, but also because it allows you to drag and resize and layer up anything you can imagine. I dove in, rebuilt my site. It's the most me site that I've ever had. I just absolutely love it. Launched it. Got such a great response. Some industry illustration and designy peers even reached out and was like, hey, who coded this thing, man? I'm like, y'all, I did it by myself. No coding with Squarespace's new Fluid Engine. I told him, like, you should go check it out. You're going to be surprised with what you can do. And I built this thing before Squarespace reached out to sponsor the show. So I was like, boom, easy peasy. I was going to tell you about this new site. Anyway, go check it out, AndyJPizza.com, if you want to see what I did with it. If you want to try it yourself, make a site that's totally you where you can build a portfolio, sell content and courses and all kinds of other stuff, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with promo code PEPTALK, all one word, all uppercase. This episode is supported by In The Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one content creation app included in your Creative Cloud membership. If you are trying to boost the YouTube, TikTok, Reels content side of what you're doing, one episode of In The Making that I think will be super useful to you is their episode with John Ushai. I think John's method for including his audience in the process is really inspiring. And if you want to hear about that and more about leveling up your game in the creator economy, just search In The Making in your podcast player to listen. Many thanks to In The Making and Adobe Express for their support. Yo, before we get started, massive, massive announcement. I've opened up the applications for my next semester of the MFBA. The MFBA is a class that I teach online. I take 10 students only. Uh, they get, some of them were international last time I did my last, I did my first semester uh, last year and it was one of the best experiences of my life. You can go check out all 10 of the testimonials from the students that participated at creativepeptalk.com slash MFBA. You can also apply there. That We're going to start in February, so applications aren't going to be open very long. Uh, honestly, this is feels like my life's work, and the idea is that if you are stuck, if you, don't, if you need to 
what get unstuck in your creative career, whether that is tapping into a deeper part of your unique voice as an artist or figuring out how to position yourself in the market better. This class is designed to accelerate your growth as a creative professional in business and art. It's about uncovering why you're doing what you're doing, what it is you do, what's your real potential, uh, and helping explain that to others. We create a project for the class that's meant to propel you into the next chapter. And, and really, it's 50% teaching. You're going to do video lessons, but it's also a collaboration with me. I kind of feel like it's me being the producer for your album. You're Justin Timberlake, and I'll be Pharrell. They're getting in the studio again recently, if you haven't heard. Um, <laughs> but I, I get to, I do one-on-one -on -one calls with you. We do group calls with the group. We do conversations and there's assignments. And I try to collaborate with you and pull the best work out of you and create a project that's going to launch the next season of your career. If that sounds like something you're interested in, go check out more details at creativepeptalk.com slash MFBA. That stands for Masters of Fine Business Arts. Uh, all right, go check it out. We've already got a bunch of applications in, so get moving. Okay, it's time for another episode of creative pep talk Woo! getting jazzed out of my mind i've been working i've been doodling i've been working on the episode image soaking in so many feelings passions excitement about today's episode about bringing you this pep and i hope that it genuinely blows your pep meter out of the water where you leave this episode creating 500 things at the same time. That's what I, that's my hope for this episode. Uh, so today I want to share with you some things that I think have contributed to my energy and my dedication to a creative path, to a creative career, to a life spent making things. And, you know, one of the things I'm really aware of is that when I first started out, you know, I was surrounded by all kinds of different people that wanted to do a creative life, wanted to do a creative path, and then didn't. You know, somewhere along the way, uh, they fell off that path and they were no longer interested they gave up and you know i work with a lot of people i get a lot of emails from people uh, that are on the verge of giving up or can't seem to be as prolific as they want to be they're not making enough creative work uh, it's not a as much a part of their life as they wish that it was and you know i feel like part of my job for this podcast is to be reflective about what I think's working and not working in my life and kind of just be open and share that with you. And so today I want to talk about what I think has been essential for me for staying supercharged and 
getting better year after year and staying excited and staying filled up and staying motivated. Uh, and so that's what I want to talk about today. I want to start with this quote. I'd never heard of it, uh, but here it goes. It's creativity is the greatest rebellion in existence. And it's by a spiritual teacher named Aso. He seems a little controversial. <laughs> uh, he's no longer around. And actually, I looked up that uh, that quote because I'd had that thought myself recently. I was actually walking around the house, again, tidying up, trying to get some stuff done, trying to um, help out over the weekend and, and, and do that kind of jazz. And I had this thought that... One of the reasons why I can't seem to measure up to the world standards is my dedication to creativity. And I just realized, I had this idea, I thought, robots in America, a robot that was able to do the same things every single day, consistently, perfectly, with absolute perfect precision and discipline, and, uh, robots would be a better, more ideal version of an American that would be celebrated in corporate culture, in American culture. And I realized the reason why I can't be, I can't live up to whatever that notion is in my brain is because I allow myself to be given to creative work. And that creative work is inherently uh, uh, messy. I said, I almost said medicine. It is medicine, but it's, it's inherently, it's going into chaos. It's going where there's, it's where, uh, where other people haven't gone and it's going to play there in the chaos and see what happens. And that's just a messy practice. It's not, it's, it's not tidy and, and it, it's never done that work. And so I just had this feeling, this gut response that a creative life is inherently a rebellious life against the robot life. And when you start living in that rebellion, the robots start looking at you with scowls and judgment. Like, why are you playing right now? You're a grown-up. And so, I started to work through that question of, then why creativity? If it's a rebellion, if it goes inherently against the structures of this world, and that it's not, in some ways, natural. It's not a natural response in this environment and it's met with adversity, why do you keep going back to do it? Why do you, you and your wife, why do you spend time in that energy, going back to creativity over and over and over again? And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about why I think creativity has real purpose and power. And the more you can uh, embrace this idea that creativity is rebellious, necessary, powerful, uh, an energy that needs to be inhabited for the good of being a human, the more you embrace that, 
on a deeper level, the more that purpose becomes this well of energy that never disappears. And I think I had that from early in my career. I was convinced, even when I didn't understand why, that creativity was necessary and important and purposeful. Because this thought just made me so sad. And I thought, this can't be right. This thought that robots would be much better humans. And it caused me to think, well then what are humans? What does it mean to live a good human life? Because that can't be right. That's too sad. It's, it's gross to think that. And I think the answer, at least, at least partially, is found in creativity. And so today on the episode, what I want to do, why I'm talking about this, I want to connect you to a deeper power and purpose in your work. Because if I, I believe if you do that, you'll be unstoppable. I honestly think that most creative folks are running on non-renewable, cheap energy, fossil fuels. Most people I come into contact, and, I, and I'm guilty as well of doing this, are running on those cheap, no name, no brand batteries that come in toys. You know, you open it up to replace it and it's uh, bingo batteries. <laughs> it's like, okay, it lasted for 24 hours. Uh, I got to put a real battery in there, right? I want you to replace those crappy batteries. Those, those, those no-brand batteries that you run off of, they're things like FOMO, jealousy, accolades, your own ego, getting a pat on the back, getting someone to tell you you're okay, getting some attention. These are the off-brand batteries. They run out extremely quickly. And if you're running purely on those, at some point, you're completely running on fumes and you're going to give in and you're not going to do the work that I believe that you're here to do. And so I want to switch out those batteries for some rechargeable batteries, some solar power. You see, the more, ex the more you expose those uh, bullcrap batteries, those no-brand, off-brand batteries to the light, the more you get honest with what's driving you, the less power they have. Because when you realize, oh, my only notion, my only drive, my only motive is selfish, there's a large part of your brain that's not down with that. Even in terms of evolution, like... you. You're, you want to further the species. You want to help your tribe. You want to help your family. You want to help your DNA survive. There's a large, even just at a scientific level, there's a large part of your brain that's not going to be down with you spending your life trying to celebrate yourself and get other people to celebrate you. And then on a deeper level than that, even beyond science, I believe there's a part of us that is not going to be compelled to spending a life that small. Now on the flip side, if you find that energy, that power, that purpose, that deeper understanding of why creative work is so human and so important, if you can connect yourself to that, 
the more you expose yourself, the more that energy gets exposed, the more it's charged like a solar battery battery, the more space you give it, the more you ruminate on it, the more you talk about it, the more you unearth it, the more energy you'll have. That's what I want to talk about today. So I told you why this episode, why connecting to that deeper purpose is the key to unlocking your true potential. And I really do believe this connecting to that energy that compels you for year after year after year, something that you'll never tire of giving yourself to. I told you why. Let me tell you what I mean by that. What I really mean is a specific idea. And I mean specific idea that you believe you're put on this earth to give yourself to. An energy that's flowing through you that you're going to inhibit and exhibit and master and build and work on till the day you die. Now I get it, it sounds floopy, Andy's getting a little bit weird, but I think if you go look at the great humans throughout history, they all went on that long, hard journey of figuring out, boiling down what their purpose really was. Creative people, activists, inventors, all across the board, you're going to see this commonality. And I'm not saying that by the end of this episode with Dr. Pizza that I'm going to diagnose your purpose and that you're going to have it and I'm going to give you the... I am going to give you a three-step plan, but, <laughs> but I'm not going to give you a three-step plan that's going, to, that's going to allow you to know your purpose in the next 20 minutes. But I am going to give you a three-step plan that I think will give you some tools to start working on this job of defining specifically what your creative work is all about. Some, uh, some call it your why, Simon Sinek. If you haven't watched his uh, talk on TED, his most popular talk, it is essential for this discussion. I think it's incredibly powerful. Go check that out. He calls it your why. Businesses have called it the vision. It's the reason you exist. It's not something that you can accomplish over time. It's a mission is something that you can actually cross off a list. A vision is a reason for existing. You know, I went to the Ghost Scout training camp with Ghost Shrimp, none other than the legend, uh, Dan Bandit who was the original background designer for Adventure Time. I got to go to his camp in August, and we did this giant hike, and uh, I was with the slow group. They, the fast group was, I thought I could run with the big dogs. I was not, I was sorely mistaken. They kicked my butt, and I had to fall back to the slow group. Slow group was the best anyway. Uh, we had a great time, and as we were walking, we were just being silly, and I started pretending like I was a mystical leader and I was just saying all kinds of really ridiculous over the top uh, <laughs> just weird 
new agey kind of crazy stuff. And while I was doing that in this pretend play creative mode, I came up with this idea that I don't think is true, but I think it's an interesting way of looking at life. Uh, and I said that your body is merely a prism refracting the divine light. And everyone has a specific color that's refracted from the... <laughs> oh, I love that. I love this. It's ridiculous. Uh, uh, everyone inhabits a different energy. And that color is your uh, particular aura and purpose. And the more you understand it, the more... I don't even know. <laughs> we were At the time, we were climbing over rocks, and it was a good time. However, I like the idea that there's a specific thing shining through you that you're trying to understand and get to know and define. In the world of creativity, you see this with some of the greats. Massimo Vignelli. He talks about Curing the disease that is gross, visual, graphics, noise, stuff that's in your face, meant to oppress you, meant to sell to you. Curing that disease with something beautiful, something that respects you. And he felt like he was on this earth to do that. And look at all that he did. He's the guy who designed the New York subway graphics and so much more. Debbie Millman, she talks about feeling like her purpose is to make the grocery store experience more beautiful. Steve Jobs, he said that Apple's purpose was to eliminate the necessity of a person need to, needing to learn how to use a computer like erasing the gap between human and computer to where there is no learning necessary because they're that intuitive. And he was so essential to pioneering the personal computer. And I think what's funny about that, the last thing I want to say about what, before we get into a little bit more practical talk, what I think is so essential about that is I feel like when you hear someone talk about their purpose, it sounds too big for one person. Yet our own purposes often seem too small for us. I don't know exactly why that is. I was thinking recently about my wife. She makes these wool felt animal ear headbands and I kid you not, I think that they're the best animal ear headbands in the world. You can find them at the Thread House on Instagram. Fantastic. I love them. They're so nice. They're so quality. And yeah, they're just fantastic. And I, this thought occurred to me. I thought, I really do think you're making the best animal ear headbands in the world. And actually, I know that it's not that simple. That's kind of the what, the why behind it. I know there's this deep, deep longing for my wife to help other people create memories with their children. That's something that the idea of memories, the idea of capturing a moment in time and really celebrating the present moment just resonates with her. And she loves 
hearing all the stories of the parties that these were, these were used at or when they went on Halloween and how perfect it was and how classic and beautiful it was instead of, you know, garbagey uh, costumes that were made in a factory somewhere in, in China. But in some ways, that can feel too small. You know, we have Jenny's ice cream that started here in Columbus. You probably have started to hear about it. it. It is the best ice cream in the world. And that's their tagline. And I think when you look at someone else, you're like, best ice cream in the world? Come on. Like, take it easy. Have some humility. But then I wonder sometimes how Jenny felt. Like, is the best ice cream in the world really enough to give my life to? So I, it's a challenge. It's this challenge of don't... Do not ignore your purpose because it seems too small. I think if you can switch your view from, uh, you know, Luke Skywalker to a cell in a body of human history, and you can think, my purpose is to do my part, then you start framing that in the right context where you can start un, un, uh, uncovering what this purpose is. How do you do it then? Let me tell you what I've experienced my life and what's been helpful for getting to the bottom of what I believe my purpose is, why I believe I'm on this planet, and how that's energized me year after year after year. The first thing that I think you got to do is you got to give space to the whisper. I honestly think that your purpose and its ability to work through you is like a goldfish. The more space you give it, the bigger it can grow. Listen, biologists, I realize that might not actually be true. I'm just speaking to the cultural understanding of that idea. So don't send me the emails, okay? <laughs> but I believe this is, this is a whisper in your life. It's a quiet voice. It's a nudge. It's a thing that's saying, hey, explore that. What about this thing? What if that thing that never stops whispering to you that you're trying to ignore because it doesn't make sense. I think especially early on that this whisper is a little bit illogical. It doesn't actually take you anywhere. It, it's, it's a call that seems to come out of left field. And what I've found is that the more space you give it, the more it has the ability to grow beyond a whisper and turn into a hum and turn into a song. And, the, and when, when it starts turning into a song, it makes more sense. It's more practical. But early on, I think it's a leap of faith to say, this little thing, this nagging feeling in the back of my mind, this thing I can't let go of, I'm going to give it space. And what I mean by give it space, I mean ruminate on it, wake up and think about it, take walks and, and listen to it and try to understand what it means. Try to think of how can I explore this idea? 
For me, early on in my career, I think a good example of this was the Indie Rock Coloring Book. The Indie Rock Coloring Book sold thousands of copies, uh, you know, was published, uh, all kinds of, uh, it was a ridiculous thing. It was on uh, morning television, cable TV, uh, just uh, went all kinds of ridiculous places, but I didn't make a cent from that work. And I knew that I wouldn't because I did it for charity. And it was a, it was a, it was a motion to explore that whisper that had started me on this journey of illustration and design, which was uh, independent music. And I was just desperate to give it space to explore it. And I didn't know, you know, doing this book for charity, spending a lot of time in that season of life when I was barely able to pay bills on this thing that was gonna make zero money, it was a risk. It felt illogical, but it was space. The second thing I got, you gotta do is you gotta put in the work Again, like I said, you're not going to figure out your purpose on an episode with Dr. Pizza. Like You're, <laughs> you're not going to end this episode with, I found my purpose and I'm ready to conquer the universe. Uh, and if your purpose is to conquer the universe, I'm going to challenge that because that doesn't sound like a good one. Uh, but, but here's what I think happens. As you give that whisper space and it's leading you, it's telling you, you're freezing. You're a glacier. You're way off the course. You're not even close, man. And you start giving it space. You start ruminating. You start thinking about it. You start trying to, you wrestle with it. As you do that, it turns into a hum that has a melody. You start falling in love with it. The problem is, at some point, at least in my experience that hum that song that melody turns into the beeping of a smoke alarm <laughs> that that has low batteries it turns into annoying pulse that refuses to disappear it's grown into a giant carp that's sucking on your ear <laughs> I don't know where that went, but it went from the goldfish to this giant gross fish that won't leave you alone, quit, won't quit biting your toes. Beep, beep, beep. Remember that thing that you wanted to do? Remember that work that you felt like you were supposed to be all about? That reason for your existence that you haven't, that hasn't come to fruition yet? You wrestled with it? You open the door. Remember that door that you opened? I'm there waiting. And I think the, the thing that's hard, it's a hard pill to swallow, is that the only way that you get any progress is that you wrestle and you work on it. You work it out. And I think you work it out as a creative person by doing work experiments. I was listening to the interview with Bruce Springsteen on the WTF podcast with Mark Marin, and he talked about how his dad was this miserable person and he never, he had all these extreme challenges and he never came to any self-actualization. He never did the work that's necessary as a human and that he felt like 
he had done the work and he had had the medium of music to reflect and work through these questions and understand himself. And I think creativity is such a good medium for doing that. For me personally, this looked like the project I did. It was called Nod. It was a daily drawing project in 2011 where I did a new character every weekday for a year. They had a name and they had a description. A lot of them were characters that seemed like they needed Xanax. They were super sad, melancholy. Uh, <laughs> there was a... <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a kid's project, but there were a lot of parts of it where there were like characters who would just lay down on the ground face down for hours and hours a day. Uh, and it was reflective of, you know, my struggle at the time because I'd gone on this journey. I published this coloring book, uh, but I still was struggling to pay my bills with my art. I was still uh, unhappy about my situation and the work that I was doing. It didn't make sense. It didn't resonate. I didn't feel like I had found my artistic voice. And so I was doing that project day after day, pouring into this time. It was an exploratory experiment. And that, that, that right there is what I think you've got to do. When you give space to that whisper and it grows into a carp, <laughs> please quote me on that, just out of context, and it's biting your toes and the smoke alarm is beep, beep, and it's driving you crazy and you wish that you'd never opened the door, my suggestion is work it out. Wrestle with the question. When you get an idea, an inkling, I think that sound is coming from that direction, here's my suggestion. You build a project with parameters and you explore it through the creative work, whatever that might mean. For me, it meant drawing a new character every weekday for a year. For you, it might be an album. But take the time to use this tool of creativity to work it out. And I think one, one thing that is a really helpful nudge is that whatever it is, the work will be the reward. One of the key uh, parts to my compass is that I'm always looking for what's the work in which the process of doing the work is enough. Doing that process lights me up. That's the battery I'm looking for. I don't want those no brand, off brand batteries of I need a pat on the back. I need X amount of likes to be happy about doing this work. And I think that's a, a, a good starting point. What work do you want to get up out of bed at 4 a.m. just to do whether anybody gives you a big pat on the back or not? Number three, get down and dirty with grace. Here's what I mean by that. I truly believe that right now we're at this time in creativity and art and design and illustration and music where the cool thing to do is deconstruct. I think we're in a deconstructionist phase of human history, in the, at least in the West, where we're stepping back and we're in a critique mode. And there's nothing wrong with that, ultimately. It's probably necessary. There's a lot to critique, I'm sure. 
but what I've seen is that criticism and that public criticism, that public shaming has turned into a group of people that are afraid to take a step forward because it's not the exact right one. And I want you to quit the dualism. You know, there's this dualistic, I think if you listen to the people that are truly brilliant, you're going to hear them talk with nuance. But the masses need that dual black and white. It's either everything's capitalism or everything's socialism. It's one or the other. It's good or bad. It's Republican or it's Democrat. And it fits perfectly into those buckets. Well, life isn't like that, in my opinion. And whatever you do, whatever direction you take, whatever work you make, there's going to be some of it that's good and there's going to be some of it that's bad. bad. And instead of judging it before you do it, have the grace to take the action and then reevaluate after it's done. And then reset your course, iterate, and go towards better. I think even within creativity right now, we're eating ourselves. We're cutting the legs from under us. It's so easy for the people outside of the creative industries to tear us down. Why are we doing it from within? There's a lot of people, there are a lot of voices that are saying, don't try to have a higher purpose. Not What you do is stupid. It's just part of the machine anyway. Blah, 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 blah. I honestly believe that an act of creativity is anti the decay. Let's not cut it, cut ourselves down from within creativity. What I, what I encourage you to do is to reject the idea that you're ever going to be the cure purely without a little bit of the cancer. I strongly suggest you embrace your creative career as a vaccine. It's always going to have a little bit of the disease in it. You're never going to hope. And what I mean by this, if I'm speaking in two kind of vague terms, I mean, like if you do a project, you might source the materials from the wrong place initially because you didn't know better. And someone might call you out. So you rethink it the next time around. You might position it in a way through your own ignorance because everyone has ignorance in such a way that it hurts somebody. And then you say sorry and you get up and you do it over again. Better. But right now I feel like creativity has become a culture of critique instead of create. And I want you to give yourself license to explore because the fact of the matter is I think it's even scientific that creativity only happens when you give yourself space to play and create beyond social judgment. If we lose that space, we lose real creativity. Life is hard. Let that be the reason you make art, not the reason you don't. I believe that when you, the older that you get, the more you're going to interact with pain, suffering, real systemic problems in our culture that are extremely complex. 
And I think when those off-brand batteries are exposed to the truth, they dry up in an instant. And that's where so many people give up on the creative path. In the reality of life being hard, so many people pack it in. When in fact, creativity is supposed to be the way that we sustain, the way that we grow, the way that we uh, get through the crap. The reason for living. I love that quote by Winston Churchill uh, in the Second World War where they say, we're going to have to cut all of the arts budget. And he's like, well, if we do that, what are we fighting for? Life is hard. Let that be the reason you make art, not the reason you don't. I think that the robots would have you believe that this world that you live in already exists. Everything's so slick. Everything's so perfect. It looks like it just existed when you were born. I love that Steve Jobs quote where he says, the moment that everything shifted for him was when he realized everything around me was made by people. All of these things. And that's what I love. I'm not a punk fan. Like I, I never really listened to punk. I was more of a Tupac guy in that teenage air, uh, <laughs> area. <laughs> in that era of my teenage years, it was more like Tupac was my jam. Uh, but what I, and, and I think there's a similar ethos here, actually, this DIY, that's what I love about punk is that you can learn, you know, three chords and, and make music and it's so anti that slick created universe. That's meant to lie to you. That says you are, you have to fall in line, do what you're told, keep discipline, do the same thing every day. Don't step out of line. And the more you can do that, the more you can shoot for retirement and then give it all up and sit back and relax for the rest of your life. That's what I love. Creativity is an act of rebellion against that. So here's where I feel like I'm at today. You know, I remember early on giving space to that whisper felt so foolish. It felt so dumb. When you're struggling to pay your bills, you've got a new, new kid, and you're thinking about lofty ideas like, what's my purpose? It's easy to sound like, it's easy to sound like a, a moron. It's easy to feel like one too. But I'm so glad that I did because that whisper turned into a hum turned into a song. Eventually, for several years, in that desert period, it was a beeping fire alarm or smoke alarm that was driving me freaking mad as I worked away through it and wrestled with it. Now, I don't believe that I'm <laughs> the self-actualized guru uh, that, that's attained some level that is beyond transcendence. However, I definitely am further on this journey than I was 10 years ago, much further. There's so many things that I'm doing, so much work that I'm doing that I literally enter a euphoric state because I feel so in the sweet spot 
of what I'm supposed to be doing. And there's these times, whether it's uh, consulting with a creative person or doing a piece of work that just taps into why I want to make, where I literally stop and just just be grateful, just say thank you that I'm here, that I listened, that I gave space, that I walked the journey even when it just didn't make any sense, even when I wanted to give up. I'm so grateful that I kept moving because I'm so happy to be doing this work today. And then I started to think, well, if you think about how Einstein said that time was a construct of the mind and that we're really not existing on one point on this timeline, but past, present, and future is all happening at the same time, I thought, well, maybe I am going back in time and reminding myself, maybe I'm actually the whisper calling myself into a future that I want to live later. (laughs) I don't necessarily believe that, but I feel like As I walked and I climbed up that mountain, I could hear this orchestra leading me and I'm closer to the thing. I feel like at some point it stopped being played for me and I picked up a guitar and it's not an orchestra anymore, it's a punk band. And now the reins are in my hand and we're building to see what this thing looks like, playing that tune. And there's not a better feeling. I can guarantee you it. And so I want to be that whisper for you today. I want to say, you're freezing. Maybe you're getting warmer. But don't stop wrestling and working it out. Don't live smaller. Live life to the full. And when you do that, it's going to get messy and the robots are going to raise their eyebrows because you didn't brush your hair the right way because you were up late painting something terrible, probably. A lot of times it's that way. But you were doing the work. And I honestly think a life given to creativity, to making this work, has extreme power. I believe that creativity is the ultimate anti-violence. One definition of violence is a force to deconstruct. And what is creativity but a force to construct? I love this idea. There's There's an ancient scripture that says, in this time of peace, in this ultimate future, a utopian future. They don't know what to do with their swords anymore. So they put them in their plowshares. They use their blades to till the field because they don't have any use for these swords. And recently I've been exploring that imagery of the pencil sword again or a sword that's a pencil for a blade, to me, it's the ultimate nonviolence. It's that picture of this reality where humans aren't tearing each other down, they're building each other up. And I think a life spent 
in creativity is partaking in that future. I encourage you. I realize might not sound cool, might not might sound pretty heavy, but this is your life. And if and if you're pursuing something that is uh, shallow, as you're as you get exposed to life, it's going to be more and more difficult to give yourself over to that. My encouragement today is that you get rid of those off-brand batteries, that ego, that, that's a little part of your brain. It's just a little part of your brain pushing you in that direction. You embrace the whole of your brain, the whole of your being, not just the lizard part, not just the part that wants to survive and get the ego stroked and, and run out of fear and be celebrated. Not the one that thinks it's missing out all the time, running around like a chicken with its head cut off in FOMO and start to tap into that human part of your brain, that bigger essence. Because I think if you can get all of that working to the same end, incredible things happen. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget, if you're looking for that next level breakthrough in your career, go check out the MFBA at creativepeptalk.com slash creative, no, slash MFBA. Uh, I had some amazing students. The projects they created were phenomenal. I had a lot, we had uh, so much time talking and working through things. It was just so fantastic. Uh, go check out more information at creativepeptalk.com slash MFBA. Uh, it costs similar to auditing a class at an art school, but I hope that it gives you so much more. I hope that it's uh, transformational in your career. That's my goal. And so go check out their testimonials and see what they had to say about it. Uh, thanks for uh, checking that out. Okay. Thanks to our syndicate, Illustration Age. You can find this show at illustrationage.com slash creative pep talk. Thanks to Metavari uh, for all the tunes. You can check them out at soundcloud.com slash Metavari. Thanks to Yoni Wolf and his band Y for our theme music. Dudes, I hope this episode pepped you beyond belief. And you go out there this week and you kick some booties all over the friggin' place. Thank you guys so much for listening. Stay pepped up. Thank you.